Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Jude Wharton is based in Hampshire and is the co-founder of Ready Steady Websites. Her first experience of networking was not a good one, but she's come back to it and now she really enjoys it. Thank you very much for being my guest on the podcast today, Jude. Thank you for having me. It's really great to be here. Now, your current business is all about websites, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But what did you do before you got into websites? I believe you worked for a local council. Is that right? I did. Yeah, I am. Um, I spent 10 years in various roles um, in education, youth work and children's services, um, all for the local authority. Um, and so, yeah, very different to what I do now. I started as a youth worker, working in youth clubs, information centres. Um, I did street-based youth work, managed the street-based team and the schools-based youth work in the area. Um, and then I really liked working face-to-face with young people, but I think I definitely had a shelf life for that. My patience Mm. and tolerance levels (laughs) got tested. I worked with a lot of young people who were close to exclusion or had been excluded. Mm. So obviously it was quite challenging. Um, And so then I went into youth work training and decided I'd train other people to do it instead of doing it myself. I'm still helping, just slightly more indirectly. Um, And then just with restructures that happened within the local authority, I ended up in training and development for children's services. Um, Then I ended up doing procurement to procure training providers for areas where I didn't have the expertise. Mm. Um, And then went into sort of managing in project groups I mean I ended up involved in kind of writing strategy for efficiencies for libraries and things like that so so yeah I did a lot of things that were all completely not related to websites so how did you make that leap into websites then what made you want to become self-employed and do your own thing okay so my husband was a web designer straight out of university Um, he then sort of gone through a couple of different um, agencies and it was at the point of with me just, of us deciding to start a business he mm. was a studio manager for an agency that worked with a lot of big corporates in London a lot of car manufacturers a lot of banks um, and we were expecting our first child mm-hmm. and neither of us had a work-life balance that meant we were going to see this child very often. (laughs) Um, He would sometimes leave at five in the morning and get back at midnight. He'd be up in London and things like that. I could be anywhere in the county having to set up or deliver training events or conferences. And Hampshire is a big county. So um, sometimes Mm. you have to leave early in the morning and you don't get back till later. Not Mm. as late as midnight, I hasten to add. Um, So we just decided that we needed to change the way that our work-life balance worked. Mm -hmm. He had always liked the idea of setting up his own web company. I had all that project management Mm. procurement and all of that experience behind me and so we went well let's do it then let's both give up very good (laughs) full-time salaries when we're expecting our first child and start a business and that's what we did (laughs) um so obviously he had the was the one with the web expertise that was 13 years ago and um I have picked up a lot I still very much focus on the 
running the business, marketing the business and that side of things. But um, but yeah, I do do a lot around the user experience um, of websites and sort of supporting people with that side of things as well. But he's very much the designer and the developer yeah. of the two of us. That's a pretty scary decision to make, though, to both of you give up your jobs at once. Yeah, and at the time it didn't... I don't know, we just went for it and did it and probably didn't think about it enough Um, but I think it's good we didn't because Mm. it worked out all right Mm. you know 13 years later we are still in business and it has been our sole income that whole time and it's worked Um, and we have two children now and it has definitely provided the work-life balance we wanted you know we can be at the many many things the school invites <laughs> you to so our children never feel like that they've been forgotten mm-hmm. or left out and um yeah we're really grateful for that so yeah it works yeah so tell me about that first iteration of your business 13 years ago because I imagine it looked quite different to how it does now very different so yeah when we started we operated as a mini agency doing bespoke web design and builds offering branding services we worked on a project by project basis we did pick up some retainers so we did like have a monthly retainer Mm -hmm. with some clients but on the whole it was that exchanging time for money Mm. approach in business we were experiencing big peaks and troughs of, you know, we worked with some people who were on retainer with and they were amazing at also bringing other clients to us. And so we had some periods when we were working with them that was all fantastic. But, you know, when those projects came to an end, those retainers came to an end and they changed focus slightly in their business, you know, then suddenly it was like, oh, well, we were very reliant on them for a while and now we've got to go and find new people Mm -hmm. again. And, you know, that was hard. Um... And so we realised after a few years that we needed to try and bring in sort of a more stable, perhaps more passive income stream to go alongside Mm. that. Um, So we started designing WordPress themes and selling them on ThemeForest, which is a theme marketplace, which is plugging and all sorts of web things marketplace, really. Um, And that worked really well for a while. We were putting our themes out there. People were loving them. It was bringing us in a lovely passive income. Mm But then the big players brought out their themes like Astra Theme and then Divi and Elemental came along and that blew our little blogging themes and small business themes Mm -hmm. and everything out of the water, really. Mm. Um, And so we realised we were going to have to find something else. Um, And then we sort of came upon the idea of creating Ready Steady websites, um, which is our off-the-shelf website and membership site template service. So we kind of say it's the middle ground between completely doing it yourself, just getting a theme and trying to do it yourself or going and using like the others that are out there, like Wix and Squarespace. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the in-between between that and getting someone to completely do it for you like we were doing. Yeah. Um, and we still do for some people who really do need bespoke. Um, and we also found that we were already working with a lot of people who were essentially coming to us for the same website over and over again. Mm-hmm. They were pushing themselves to be able to afford bespoke yeah. and they didn't really need it. And so, yeah, we thought Ready Steady Websites is a great option. It gives that good quality, that high level of support, um, and but it works in a way that kind of people really understand how their website works. They're putting it together themselves, putting the content in themselves, but with us there to support them, But it means that down the line, when, you know, inevitably small businesses and entrepreneurs have a new idea, they have a new product they want to add, they want to put Mm -hmm. a new landing page up, 
means they can do it themselves because of the way that we've structured our business. So, yeah, we just had to we've had to move with the times Mm. in the web world. It will continue to change. Goodness knows whether in five years time, ready, steady (laughs) websites will still be the right way for us to do business. We shall see. (laughs) How long ago did you start Ready Steady Websites? So we launched that in 2019. So it's four years, just over four years ago now. Um, And yeah, it it really took off quickly and very quickly became the main focus of our business rather than doing the bespoke work. Now we do really just take on a couple of bespoke projects a year Mm -hmm. and just a few branding projects a year um, because... Ready Steady Websites is what we find people want the most. Even Mm. people who come to us not knowing about Ready Steady Websites and they just know they want a website, when we talk to them, even if they need a little bit extra, a little bit something special, they can start with Ready Steady Websites and we can build on top of it, meaning that the project is much more cost-effective for them. Um, So, yeah, it it is a really good offering, really. So who do you find that your customers are? Are they, they... Tend to be smaller businesses, and and are they from any particular sector at all? So they are smaller businesses, or we have quite a lot of solopreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't go out to get a specific sector. We when we started, we created. I think we put six templates out there. We've now got fourteen website templates, just aimed at sort of different sectors, like photographers or small businesses or authors, podcasters. Um, but we have naturally because of the people that we've worked with who have loved us and then talked about us we naturally have picked up a lot of nutritional therapists Mm. I feel almost qualified myself (laughs) with the amount of nutritional therapy websites that I've looked at and read the copy of Um, so yeah a lot of nutritional therapists and sort of people generally in kind of the wellness industry Um, we've got quite a lot of authors Um, we naturally a couple of authors came to us Um, and they were both um, Hay House authors that was their publisher Mm -hmm. and then through them Hay House now actually recommend us Um, so yeah and actually um, ION the Institute of Optimum Nutrition also recommend us as well so we're building on the nutritional therapists we're just gonna keep getting more but they're all lovely so it's not an issue Um, so yeah so yeah quite a lot in the wellness industry authors and speakers again we've um, done a lot of work with a speaker agent um, and so we do get a lot of speakers as well but we do have quite a range you know we have we have I I like the range I like the variety of people that we get on there because it's interesting to see from a template the just the how different the websites can be Mm -hmm. at the end um so yeah it is it is really interesting yeah so so your diet must be fantastic now then Jude well yes (laughs) um that's actually do I I picked up some tips from them I have to say I have a few chronic illnesses and a lot of them do specialize in working with people with chronic illnesses so it has been really good to see the tips and stuff that they get (laughs) and their recipes and things so yeah I have picked some things up. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think there are any businesses these days that can get away with not having a website at all? I think, I mean, ultimately, no. Not if you want to grow and expand Mm. and to kind of be taken seriously, really. I think, you know, obviously you can start and if you're doing something where you can kind of 
chuck something up on social media and talk to your mates about it and they'll all buy a bit of stuff from you whatever you like you know I've got friends who do sort of hobby craft businesses and things mm-hmm. like that and yeah obviously we all support each other and go I'll buy one and take <laughs> it to the school fair and sell it there you know that kind of thing so you can start a business without mm-hmm. a website absolutely but I think if you're getting to the point that you want to be taken more seriously um, or you don't want to be, you know, a lot of people will start on something like Etsy if they're selling yeah. things yeah. or they'll like find other marketplaces relevant to what they do. But your problem there is that they're taking a nice chunk of your money yeah. that you're earning. And so at some point you're going to want to be in control of that really and be selling stuff through your own website. I think if you're a business to business um, business, yeah. <laughs> um, then other businesses are looking for your website. They're not going to want to just be contacting you through Instagram or no. through Facebook. Also, you know, we've seen that Twitter is a, uh, having an interesting time at the Mm -hmm. moment and you don't know what's going to happen with the other social Mm -hmm. platforms as well and so if you're relying on social platforms you're putting your business in somebody else's hands Mm -hmm. there and so it really really is important I think to have a website and you know I've spoken to people who have nothing to do with websites in their business and they've said to me they won't buy from a business unless they've gone and checked their website out first Mm -hmm. and they've gone and seen that you know They are definitely serious about their business. You can tell they've put the time and effort into the website. It gives a sense that the business is going to have longevity and they can have a look at their terms and conditions on there and things Mm -hmm. like that before they jump in and and decide to buy. Um, So, yeah, I think, you know, if you're really serious about your business and you want it to be around for a while, you have to have a website. Yeah, It, it gives you credibility, doesn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So let's have a chat about networking now then. I understand that your first experience of networking wasn't that great. (laughs) No, it was pretty awful. (laughs) So thinking back to, you know, this was probably, I don't know, 12 years ago, 12 Mm. and a half years ago. I was not long out of, I mean, I had worked in different areas of the local authority, but at heart I was still a youth worker. Mm -hmm. Youth workers don't wear suits. Um, (laughs) And actually, I did work with one youth worker who did, but he, like, yeah, he was a bit out there. Um, So, yeah. So I rocked up to this first networking, just dressed in my jeans, Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know, I probably tried to put a slightly smarter jumper on the top. But, you you know, I was just there as me Mm -hmm. and um it was at a local business park and I turned up and I was significantly younger than everybody else there Mm -hmm. I was virtually the only woman there and I was definitely the only person not in a suit (laughs) and we had this like little talk to start off with which was fine like someone did a little presentation I think it might have been about pensions clearly didn't interest me that much so it didn't (laughs) stick in my head and then everyone just sort of talked at each other Mm. and just basically tried to sell whatever they were there to try and sell yeah and I didn't I just sort of 
absorbed all of this and just thought, no, <laughs> this is not for me. And I didn't go back. And I didn't do networking for quite a couple of years after that. Mm. Um, and But then I met a woman who runs a Hampshire women's business group, um, and which is a, an online Facebook group, but also she did in-person networking. Mm-hmm. And so I went along to her networking that was lovely everyone just turned up in whatever they wanted to turn up in obviously it was all women based on the name of the group um and it was just we chatted we asked each other about what our businesses were but we had conversations like we just had like oh why did you get into it and just found out about each and that is still a group that I'm part of today then we went on to online networking obviously for a few years and now we've come back and like we don't do the in-person as frequently but the in-person is back still good chats in the Facebook group and that group really made me realize okay there's good networking out there um so now obviously we've met through the creative collective Mm -hmm. and I do a couple of other networking as well basically I'm a member of two female business groups and two networking groups that are everybody groups Mm -hmm. um and I've there have been in other groups over the years that I've gone no these ones aren't right for me and I've left but I feel like I've found my good four ones now and I'm just gonna stick and focus with those yeah and what do you find that networking does for your business I think on the whole I mean it's different for different groups actually so in a couple of the groups I get loads of work out of them. Mm -hmm. Like I've got really known in them. And whenever someone goes, oh, I need a new website, my name is in there as Mm -hmm. one of the first mentioned. But that took a while to come, obviously. Like it was about building those genuine friendships in there first. Um, And then a couple of other groups, like the work doesn't come in the same way but the opportunities do. Mm. So I've had quite a lot of people ask me to do this kind of thing out of those groups. I've had people asking me to run training for them around websites. I still manage to keep my old training days coming back into (laughs) this job as well. Um, And then those opportunities get me out to more people. Um, And also it's just kind of having those people to talk to that you know who get it. Yeah. And as much as I work with Chris, my husband it's still just the two of us and sometimes he's off doing things and I spend a day working by myself and it's nice to go oh do you know what I've got networking booked in this afternoon that would be great and just have a bit of a chat lift my spirits kind of wake me up a little bit because I've been sitting here by myself and so yeah there's so many reasons to do networking and I think they're all as valid as each other and needed I think when you're working on your own or just with one other person um so yeah I think yeah the different groups are there for different reasons but all of them I feel have got a real positive outcome yeah and you say you know all all the groups that you go to are different and I think that that's true isn't it and you have to try a few things to find out what works for you yeah definitely and like Obviously, the group we belong to is mad, and (laughs) that's brilliant. Like, I know I'm going to go to networking, and I am going to have conversations in there that I will definitely not have anywhere else this week. (laughs) And that is brilliant, because you need that. You need that fun in business as well. Um, But then, you know, I'll go to the other groups, and I know it will be much more sensible, like finding out about people's business chat, 
but also that's fantastic as well. And like, it's this, it's just how the different groups are, the different vibes. I think the vibes of the group just form naturally mm-hmm. based on who leads them and like attracts like, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, it's just, it's just good to have mix it up a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So if somebody wants to connect with you, Jude, what is the best way for them to find you and Ready Study websites? I mean, it's not going to be a shock when I say <laughs> to our website. Um, so, yeah, our website is readysteadywebsite.com. Um, and essentially, we are Ready Steady Websites wherever it's worth finding us. So we are on Instagram and Facebook as Ready Steady Websites. We also have a YouTube channel as Ready Steady Websites where we put various tips and things on there. Um, so, yes, so those are the best places to find us. Lovely. Well, thank you very much for being my guest today. And I'm sure our paths will cross again at a networking event soon. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.